0: Welcome to the Street Shots Photography Podcast. This is Antonio, and this is episode 91 for the middle of February
1: 2019.
0: 2019. 2019. Oh, man. It's like 1919, but in 2000 terms. (laughs) (sighs) You know what? I, I expected flying cars and all the stuff that we were... Uh, promised from all the science fiction movies back in the 70s and 80s and uh, yeah we don't have them yet no flying well actually there are flying cars why would you want a flying car Uh, anyway (laughs) sorry I'm going off on a tangent anyway uh, thanks for joining me middle of February 2019 Uh, like I said episode 91 and I'm going to try to keep the intro small because I got sort of a long uh, show and uh, I just give you a sort of setup for it. Uh, first of all, we have uh, Mac uh, Sokolsky from uh, Shutter Time on the show, and Brian Minear, the photographer and uh, friend, uh, also joining the conversation. And uh, I'll get into that in a minute. Uh, we pre-recorded that, <laughs> just like this is like the real, the real TV shows, right? We do these things ahead of time. Um, but yeah, the the this show comes from i listened to uh shutter time show episode 232 and mac was talking about uh photographers who replace skies uh and the show's actually called the replacements i i, I was thinking isn't that a band you know it caught my eye <laughs> and i listened to it and it was one of his one of his good shows where he's uh on his own talking uh, about stuff. And it's a little, he admits it a little bit of a rantiness, but basically talking about uh, those photographers who are um, taking landscape photographer uh, photographs and uh, finding that, you know, uh, the, the conditions were less than optimal when they were shooting. And and there are companies that, that um, market uh, replacement skies for people to buy so that they can insert them into their landscapes. And He goes on a little bit. Uh, You should go and listen to that episode. It's only about less than a half an hour. You know what? Go listen to that episode and I'll wait. Okay, you're you're back, right? (laughs) I waited appropriate amount of time. Well, hopefully you paused this and then listened to Mac and then came back. But anyway, I listened to the show and I got, um, I got, uh, I want to say, no, no, riled up. No, nothing bad. I got um, stimulated. Well, <laughs> that's the wrong word. Maybe that's the wrong word. Um, something came up when he was talking about this, and because when I was listening to it, I I got the sense that he was sort of painting this with a very wide brush, and and he's going on to clarify that, that he wasn't really going on to paint with a full brush. But I wanted to sort of talk about this with him and also with Brian because. The three of us we've all use um applications to work on our pictures, although Mac lately has been shooting film uh but you know he has to scan them and do other work with it and I, I know that uh Brian Manner he is when he takes his pictures they go into further processing in photoshop, and of course I do as well, especially when I'm shooting my uh sunrises and stuff like that and so when i when mac was talking about people who replace skies and you know the, the basically talking about landscape photography but i wanted to sort of open up the discussion a little bit more and have like a little bit of a longer time to, to sort of flesh it out a little bit especially with um a, a couple of photographers myself included who actually do you know some of this kind of stuff that he's talking about and and uh but anyway, it wasn't really a show that where Brian and I are are ganging up on Mac and telling him he's wrong. There's none of that as well. But it's really just a more fleshed out discussion about this idea of um, you know, doing kind of post-production with your pictures and what your kind of signature is when you're working with it. And even even the idea that you when you're about to go take a picture and you set your camera for certain settings, that in a sense, that's kind of a post-production as well. You're you're already setting your camera to you know, to look a certain way when you set your color profiles and whatnot. So I wanted to kind of open it up because it really isn't such a a clear-cut thing whether or not, you know, people, uh, you know, do any kind of work to their pictures. And some people like to call that cheating, right? You know, I hear that a lot of the times. And, and I, I don't really, I don't agree with that phrase that that it's cheating. Um, and, you know, some people like to go off and say, you know, I shot this picture. We, we, we talk about this in, in the discussion, but, like, Uh, there's a photographer uh, named Peter Lick. I think Peter is the right word. I'm sorry, I'm not looking at my notes right now, but uh, a very famous picture that he created, I'm going to say created, uh, a shot of a moon and a tree. And there's we talk about that. Like, there's no physical way to have made that shot in in a single frame. And so it's obviously composited. But there are people who don't really care that a picture is composited. It's like, what is the effect that it has on the people who are looking at it? And, And are we, as photographers, more concerned about, like, making sure our fellow photographers don't know that we've done something or we've done something, and, and, and who are we shooting for? So the kind of discussion sort of weaves in and out of that, but I, I won't go into too much of that. You'll listen to it. It's about an hour, uh, three of us talking, and uh, we had a really good time. So without any further ado, here is me and Mac and Brian. <laughs> Hey, uh, Mac and Brian, thanks for joining me on Street Shots.
2: You're most welcome.
1: The landscape photographer has finally infiltrated Street <laughs> Shots podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I've,
0: been, I, I've been wanting Brian on my show for a very long time, and I just haven't gotten around to doing anything about it. And uh, part of my brain said, do something about it today. And luckily, you're available. So thanks for joining. A lot. Appreciate it.
1: Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, and if you, if we all if we have cats or kids come in or dogs,
1: <laughs> that's
0: cool with me. I, I might have Opie come and scream at me, so you know, pay attention to that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and you have fire engines flying around. And fire <laughs> engines. Around. Fire
0: engines are very loud cars. Some reason th- in my neighborhood, people are. Uh, guys I guess right are starting to rev up their engines getting souping up their engines and they're driving around like lunatics is that something that happens in your neck of the woods you guys
2: uh no no No, it's minus 30 no car starts at
1: minus 30 no it's quiet yeah we live in a pretty sleepy little subdivision oh see
0: yeah no no crazy drivers all right well I'll if we hear that that's just me in New York so anyway so anyway, uh, th- thanks for joining me. I um, wanted to Mac and I were having an offline discussion after his show. <laughs> 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 he said we should make this a, a podcast, a, a show, and I was like, uh, that's a good idea. I'll see if I can get Brian to come on, um, and not not as a direct sort of uh, reply to your show. Your 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 show talking it was a sort of a ranty show. You had, you admitted it, right? Sort of
2: ranty, and I yeah yeah
0: but you know I heard you I heard you and I found myself listening and I was like I not that I wanted I was when I wanted to respond but I was like I, I want to talk about this some more uh in a different way and and, and then Brian like thought that you would have been a perfect uh person to have on as well about this but the gist of it is Matt, can you just give a little summary of your show just so we can well set that
2: the, up? the 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 whole process point of the show was which I really didn't explain properly in the show um my my big beef was with replace people replacing skies uh when they shoot landscapes and the the, the idea is that for if you put that idea into a new photographer who doesn't really do a lot of photography he's just starting off. You know, it's it creates a dangerous precedent that they'll just shoot whatever and fix things in Photoshop afterwards, Mm -hmm. which we as photographers, we don't like that usually. And replacing skies. And the thing is that everybody, all the photographers out there who are running workshops, who are teaching, who are telling, they, they, they all have this message, make the best photo in the camera so you don't have to edit it too much afterwards. Yet they turn around and say, "Hey, you know what? If you sky, if you don't like your sky, we can replace it for you." And here's a, here's a whole slew of s- different skies for different occasions that you can buy, and replace your skies. And
1: uh, to me, that's a little hypocritical. And mm-hmm. th- what, didn't like it.
0: What what got you set on this? I mean, like, what what was the? Uh...
1: That was my question too. I, I want to know because you didn't really touch on like was there was there something in particular that you saw or? yeah it's all from dave. someone that... dave okay. it's dave's Freaking fault. dave <laughs> yes but it's all his he's usually happy
0: dave now he's usually uh, he's
1: Sky a he's
2: a <laughs> he's yeah. a triggering dave
0: what 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 did he point out was it um he posted service? an article something about oh, about okay.
2: about this uh the subject uh, but from a different point of view and i just started thinking about it and I remember listening to some podcasts that were actually saying, "Oh yeah, let's go replace skies," mm. and I just flew into it.
0: There you go. I, you know, when I heard it, first of all, I, I have not mm-hmm. heard about replacing skies in a very long time, and I, I think, um, gosh, I don't know how long ago I heard about something like that, where people doing that, or or people were selling these. Like already shot skies, like stock Mm -hmm. skies for you to then then replace. And it it was sort of off my radar for a very long time. And then listening to your show and you brought it up and I was like, oh, that's still around. and
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's like HDR. It doesn't want to go away.
0: Yeah. And I was like, what? People are still doing this. And then and then it it, for me, it just triggered a thought process Um, because I had a feeling this is. No, don't take this the wrong way, but I had a feeling you were painting something with a very broad bar- brush.
2: Very broad. Very broad
0: brush, and and I know Which, you were you were uh, upfront about like sort of being ranty and stuff like that, and I loved listening to you. Actually, it was, by the way, just as a side note, I think you're doing a great job when you're doing your own, uh, you know, by yourself shows. Uh, I just wanted to thank point, you. Put it out there. I mean, <laughs> I definitely miss Sid, and if she's listening, I miss you, and you know. <laughs> Uh, like you when you come back for the shows. But, Mac, I think you're doing a great job. So that that being said. Thank you. <laughs> I would
1: echo that. Yeah, Thank that you being said, much. I was just
0: like, I, I want to, I, because I know a lot of people who have done sky replacements, but not in the way that you were talking about, you know. Oh? Well, no, I mean. How else can you replace com- this com- Composite imagery, right? Photography that's composites. And so in some sense, like landscapes that, you know, people do, uh, who, you know, grab a, a sky from this area and a, and a rock formation from that area and create something new. And, you know, that was the first thing that popped to my mind. And I knew you weren't really talking about that because you're talking about new photographers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to sort of uh, flesh it out a little more. Then And then, Brian, I know that, um, I'm not saying you do any sky replacements. but I know you do Photoshop work on your on your landscapes, and mm-hmm. I know I do as well. I mean, the pictures that come out of our cameras are not the final piece. So, so I wanted to sort of open it up a little bit more, uh, and 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 flesh this out. Um,
2: so, for my own good, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, and and you know, I mean, I don't I have a problem with editing photos in Photoshop or Lightroom because, I mean, they they, they uh, as we all know, peop- uh, you know, when you when you when the photograph gets developed in the developer. And gets dried out and scanned in it's a raw file so it requires a little bit of dodging burning and adjusting colors or adjusting contrasts but i always had a problem with removing stuff that are not supposed to be there or are supposed to be there because they were in the picture um but that's just me uh, i'm not saying that everybody should be doing this but mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. i have a problem with adding things and removing things unless I crop it out cropping it out that's okay but physically actually going through to a paintbrush and actually painting it out
0: Mm -hmm.
2: I I don't know I I always had a a a bit of an issue with that but again that's just me
0: yeah yeah no (laughs) it is you it's always well I have
2: to I, I it seems like I have to I have to say this is for me Because if I don't, then everybody takes it and takes it and spins it out into (laughs) all kinds of different scenarios, and I get trolled. So
0: oh, well, we're not going to do that. No.
2: So this is for me. So that's 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 my opinion. Um, you guys have obviously different opinions. So. Yeah. Well,
0: actually, I was gonna. I mean, I asked you offline, like, uh, and I don't think we finished the discussion was like, um, what happens if you go to some location? Brian, you can chime in about this as well, but you go to a location, you shoot all these great shots, right? You you, were there for, like you took this trip to Iceland and you're there and you're shooting the the plane that's crashed and the fjords and all, or whatever else they got there, and like a fjords there, they got valleys and whatever they got in Iceland, right? You get Mm -hmm. back, right? all the way back to here and you find out like that's like you were shooting this scenery and then someone threw out some garbage that's in the shot you know people are slobs sometimes when they go visit these places yeah. and how how would you feel about cloning that stuff out to make the shot rather than like cuz what i was getting from the gist of your discussion was like that's it you know if you don't um you know if you don't get it in the shot like you know the shot should be are, are are kind of toast. Uh and yeah. you should have done that when you were shooting. Now th- this is a very specific I pro- I might be and I don't want to put you on the spot kind of thing. But um but it it does it it does fit into this thing that you're talking about like we're altering what is there, right? There's right. garbage and, there and and you were there to shoot the landscape and you got there and you shit shoot. There's a coke can in the grass there, you know, and I didn't, you know, and if you were there and you saw it, you might have gotten off the camera and walked over, taken the Coke can away and threw it out and then taken the shot. But you weren't. So, therefore, the only result, the only thing you have to do is go into Photoshop and clone it out. Or you just say, that's it. The sh- You know, that trip to It the, is what it is. It's is,
2: it's a beautiful it's, fjord with some garbage. Or you take <laughs> it out. <laughs> so,
1: uh, I was curious about okay, that. Okay,
2: Brian, yeah. I, I said my... You, you, now, you can, you can <laughs> chime in on this.
1: Yeah,
0: Brian.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, I... I mean, I, I try to, you know, uh, I kind of, I, I like to walk the line here because uh-huh. I, I agree with a lot about what you said in the original podcast, Mac. Like, I do think there's a lot, there's something to be said about just being able to do everything in Photoshop and not even really think about stuff like that when you're shooting, you know, shooting more intentionally. Mm-hmm. So I've tried to, even though I have the skills to... And to answer your question, Antonio, yeah, I would I would clone out trash, like, no doubt. Um but but like I think I I shoot now with these things in mind. So I, you know, would like to think that I would take notice that there was some trash and I would move it out of the way to begin with. You know, one of the things I just did last week was I shot um I, a, a client of mine that has a, several hotels in the area, like I'll shoot the interior and, you know, the the front desk and just all of that stuff, the hotel rooms, and it's, like, very much attention to detail because I'm taking, you know, five brackets if it's a high dynamic range scene, and then I'm going in and I'm light painting with a flash, and then that way I could stack exposures and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So very much if there's something, like, in in the shot that I don't want to be in the shot, when you're stacking it, it ends up just being annoying trying to take that out. So I try to shoot with more intention where I'm not gonna run into that particular issue. But that's not saying that I've never run into that issue before, you know. I, mm-hmm. I approach things I think my my whole view on photography is through a very, very different lens than most people, uh, just because I am a graphic designer and initially Photography was a way for me to supplement my design stuff, so even from the very beginning, I was photoshopping th- like more composite stuff like Antonia was talking about. Oh, I'd create yeah. album artwork for bands, and I would do different things where the photography was kind of supplemental to an overall thing mm-hmm. um and so I approach it from that. And then also, like, I always come back to, like, Ansel Adams and the work that he did in the dark room and, and you know, even changing his editing process over time and uh, even going to, like, Jerry Yulesman. I mean, Jerry Yulesman uh-huh. was, like, a hero of mine for the longest time because of the crazy stuff he did in the dark room before Photoshop even existed. So I think I have a, uh, a very different take and where I do agree with you, Mac, on, you know— of what I do, I want to get right in camera, I take a great pride in, you know, utilizing ND filters and grad grad filters just so I don't have to spend extra time in Photoshop doing something, even though I could. Um, But at the same time, there's still 5% of me where I just like making art. And sometimes I'll, you know, take a, a, a shot That has been overdone. The uh, down by Antonio actually one of the more recent ones. When I was thinking about when was the last time I even replaced this guy, you know, it's the standard uh, Dumbo shot where you have the pylons and the water and in the foreground. Um, And I had a really cool shot from a sunset there from the last time I was in the city. You're talking
0: about from downtown Brooklyn, Mac, which is where we photographed.
2: Yep, Yep, I remember. Yeah, all right.
1: Yeah, And, and just looking at you know, looking at the skyline of Manhattan and I was like, I'm looking at this shot and I'm like, this isn't something that I would typically share just because it's, it's a shot that everybody's taken a a billion times. There wasn't anything in particular that was like made my shot any different than anybody else's. So I just Mm -hmm. got messing around. I had a couple weeks prior, I had a I was shooting a, uh, a lighthouse in Northern Michigan and there were these really cool clouds coming in and stars and just blurring and there was just be- all kinds of beauty going on. So I just was like, what would it look like if Manhattan didn't have crazy light pollution <laughs> and it, you could see stars over top of all these city lights? Like totally unrealistic, never even thought that I'm gonna post this. So I just, I just did a sky replacement just for me just to see what it would look like. And then it ended up in a spot where I was like, hey, this is kind of cool. Like it's a unique art piece and it I feel like I should, you know, share this Mm -hmm, with the world. So mm -hmm. like but but I think, you know, that's obviously I think the the two areas where I think, Mac, you also expressed your disdain for this sort of thing. I would never composite a sky that I that wasn't also my own work. You know, I'm not going to go on yeah. Google Images yeah, yeah, or Unsplash yeah. or whatever and pull somebody else's sky and use it in my shot. You know, all of the stuff, everything in my photo, whatever in is yours is going to yeah, be yeah, mine. Yeah. That's number one. And then number two um, is that I'm going to tell people like, you know, if somebody asks m- more often than not, a lot of the time I'll say, you know, this was a shot, you know, for shot one the foreground was shot with this camera lens combination and whatever. I I just try to get in front of that stuff because I feel like the last thing I want to do is mislead people. You know what I mean? And I know there's Mm -hmm. a lot of people that do that and that's super frustrating to me because inevitably, I mean, what, there was a guy that we were, somebody was just, Oh, maybe I don't, there was somebody that on my social media was just posting. uh, Actually it was funny About three days after you posted your podcast, Mac, I had a friend on Facebook post, is anyone else getting really sick of seeing so much Photoshop being passed off as photography? Please discuss. (laughs) Like, and it was this huge thread of people chiming in and saying, what do you mean? So he was posting these examples of photographers that were getting called out for things that they were claiming to be real. And that's just, I just don't. I don't get that like yeah yeah that I, you know I, just
2: dumb. I, I can understand this because it's a it's a way of being you know getting your 15 minutes in, in in the spotlight because i'm gonna post this amazing image that's you know uh highly unlikely yet i can say i've done it in the in in camera and this is my photo right this is what came right. out i've been there and i've been doing this and i these are the settings just you know throw things out of the window and, and post it. And you know, if it's a great image, like your image with uh, with New York and, and that starry sky, which hardly ever happens. Except during um, blackouts. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right, but <clears throat> that doesn't happen very often. So you don't have that chance mm-hmm. of, of creating a photo like this. So of course it's gonna be a composite, but you can always say, it's not a composite, it's I got it in the camera, I've done this and I've done this, you know, there's ways of explaining and bullshitting your your way through, 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 uh, through that explanation. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the whole idea is that a lot of people actually, you know, fight it. That no, this is this is what I did. And like the picture I I, I took a uh, disliking to like, Peter Lakes, which actually you talked about to Antonio. The moon you, and the yeah. yeah, the moon over that 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 thing and of course it's a composite it's it's right off the bat it's a composite Mm -hmm. i don't know what kind of a lens you would have to be have. no no you said that
0: there's no possible way that there there would be a lens that would work that way
2: right and but but the thing is that the the pr from peter lake was saying no 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 it's it's true right out of the camera
0: yeah. Well, that's a problem. I mean, and, and and I can't. I've been wanting to use this phrase while we're talking. It's like with great power comes great responsibility.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. Yes, Peter.
0: Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, you know, we we ride this line. Right. Uh, photographers have always ridden this line. Like what we take people assume is truth mm-hmm. is what, you know, is a vision that we've seen through the camera. And, and people are very, um, I want to say gullible is not the right word, but they're more likely to believe what they see, right? right. And so, yeah, you've got this Peter Lick shot, which I actually like the image. You oh, know? no, and the image is wonderful. It's, I love it. It's a beautiful it. and and image. I know it's a composite because just like you and Brian, we know that there's no lens that could do this. And so I'm, I'm able to enjoy it without under you know knowing that he's trying to pull the wool over my eyes if the PR firm who's presenting it is saying, no, that's real. Well, you know, "Mm, I got a bridge to sell you. You know, that's that that's not reality, (laughs) you know, and don't try to tell me that if you come and say this is an image that he, you know, he created and, and, and leave it at that. That's 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 more than enough for me. I mean, that's all I need to know. But we do ride this line of like presenting the truth. But like, you know, Brian, I was thinking, like, you know, if you had taken that shot and you had had the Milky Way behind it, right. Mm-hmm. And and it, and I want to talk about it being your image as well. That's that's uh, something I, could do. I, I would enjoy that shot as well because to me it's of the imagination, and just like you're saying, like I, what would New York look like if all of a sudden you could see the Milky Way behind it? And to right. me that would be, in fact, that would be a really cool image to see, just in general. And that other thing about it, like being not my pictures, not my elements. Like I'm gonna go buy this DVD. Or this is subscription to some place, and some person p- pulled all these sky shots out of some place, right? Or maybe even did them themselves. And then I'm going to use some other element from that I didn't even have control over in my picture. There's something creepy about that to me. It's yeah. just, I mean, your own elements, hey, great, you know. But the idea that someone, unless it's part of some job that you're doing, or like, there's, I can see reasons why that might be okay. Mm-hmm. But Mac, like you're saying, if if it's someone who wants to get their 15 minutes of fame and they want to grab this beautiful sky from Unsplash or something like that, maybe even one of Brian's shots. <laughs> oh, I've seen right? it done. No, no, it's I've seen it done. <laughs> yeah, and then and then like pass it off on their own and then put it on 500 pics or Instagram or wherever the heck they want to get their fame. The, that is a big problem that I have. I mean, I think most of us would agree with that. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but as as this idea of like, you know, when someone says, you know, photoshopping, I've seen too many photoshops being passed off as photography. That's where I start to get kind of like, uh, you know, again, it's a broad it's a broad brush, you know, and and what are we talking about when we're saying, yeah. you know, photoshop? like Like what I wanted to say beforehand is like, you know, we're doing a lot of post-production in our pictures, right? Mm-hmm. In general, most. Most photography now is post-production stuff, but we're also doing it when we're about to shoot. We're, we're you know the camera that we pick, the lens that we pick, the picture profile to pick, the software that we use that, that is all decisions that we make before we start shooting. That's going to affect the look of the picture. That's like we've already photoshopped the image before we've taken it, I'd have to say.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, unless you're shooting film, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say Photoshop. I, I I think we well, made I, a I say Photoshop with a with a small p. You know, right? What I mean? We we, you know what we mean? made a decision on what we want essentially, and what mm-hmm. we what we're trying to get. Um, <clears throat> I mean, it would be nice, you know, once in a while to to actually know what I'm going to get. But <laughs> you know, whatever walks into my frames or or grows in the field and that that falls into my frame. <clears throat> But no, you're absolutely right. Uh, we do be, we made made con, uh, instant con, uh, con oh my god conscious <laughs> decisions. <laughs> We're unconscious because all right, well, mostly conscious because you know you're going to Grand Grand Canyon. What, what's the obvious lens that puts that that pops into your head? Wide angle, right? That's an obvious right, obvious right. thing because you want to capture the grandeur of the of the of the place. You, you never think about, oh, I'm going to take a 400-millimeter zoom, and I'm going to try to capture the Grand Canyon with a 400-millimeter. Hmm. You never think about that. That's not, that's not the initial choice. That could be a choice afterwards, thinking, hey, maybe, you know, taking Dave's what-if line, mm-hmm. what if I'll take the 400 and see what I'm going to get? I'll take the wide angle just, you know, to get the – the memory the 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 that i've been there and i've captured the grandeur of the of the place but i also take the 400 and see what i'm gonna get mm-hmm. but again like you said these are decisions that we make beforehand
1: right i think one of the things going back to what you were saying antonio painting with a broad brush like one of the things that was interesting in this this facebook thread was the the guy that posted, he kept saying, he kept posting shots from Instagram. Like he would just, he would scroll his feed and he would find something. Uh-huh. He, I was trying to get him to define what he was talking about because when I jumped in and would say stuff like, well, you know, I look at, you know, my inspiration in film photography and, you know, throwing, is throwing a red filter over your, your lens when you're shooting black and white like technically that's not uh really giving you an accurate representation of the shot and Mm -hmm. you know how many thousands of hundreds of millions of times has that happened over the course of history right right. so like I I I was I kept throwing out the 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 film photography darkroom card like you know there are (laughs) there were a lot of things going on in the darkroom before photoshop even existed Uh uh that you know, maybe, are, are you calling bullshit on that stuff? To, am I allowed to cuss on this podcast? No, it's okay. Okay. <laughs> you, <laughs> calling? He's going to beep you out. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> no, <fine>. I'm not. <laughs> we're getting um, we're getting spicy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, are you going to call BS on that too? Like mm-hmm. that? So, so I was trying to get him to really kind of, instead of painting with this big broad brush, kind of define. And so he he would come back at me and say, "No, that's not really what I'm talking about." And mm. I was like, "Okay, well then, what are you talking about?" And then he would throw these examples. You know, and you would find these examples of like this castle in France where somebody shot it with like a a telephoto lens with um, you know these beautiful uh kind of riverway pathways leading to this castle Uh and he'd be like you know this is obviously photoshop and then so i'd i'd like google you know french castle on the water or whatever and find this and lo and behold it's like a real place that has these snaking waterways like and so maybe this guy did a little bit of photoshop to Uh center up something but like it, so, like, he's he's sitting there calling Photoshop BS on things that actually mm. exist. Like, right, he doesn't right. even know it is Photoshop. So right, right. that's where it kind of gets a little icky for me. Like, I have no problem, you know, and I do it all the time with my friends in, in group chats, is calling out really poorly Photoshopped composites, like if it's a Sky replacement or something that's right, done right. really poorly. Right. Um, but it, for me, as someone who... If you're owning up to it, or you know you're you're particularly good at it, and you're using your own images, like, and I can't tell, then I have no problem. But at the mm-hmm. same time, I don't know. It, I, yeah, I just yeah, it's I hard understand. to just it's hard to just paint everything as as black and white when there's like varying degrees of gray all right. over the place, you know. And then
0: again, we're we're talking about we're three photographers, right, who mm-hmm. are looking at these things, whatever we're seeing, and we're saying, oh, you know, that's obviously photoshopped, or this, this, and the other thing, and like. We're not the only people in the world who are looking at these photographs and or images. Let's just call them images because it might be a little bit easier to to say a composite image is. Well, it's a photograph, but it's made of multiple photographs. But, you know, if you go to the the civilian population, as it were, um, they look at these pictures, you know, they buy them. You know, at art sales, you know, a, a shot of a, you know, a telephoto moon in a tree like Peter Lick's picture, and they don't really care how it's made, mm-hmm. right? It, it, it's how it makes them feel. Does it make them feel good? Now, with Brian, what you're talking about, if you can see the obvious flaws, then those become distractions. right? And, and that's, yeah, I think anybody might be able to see that, you know, and say, oh, that's, you know, that doesn't belong there. Something looks weird or something like that. But uh, a well-done image that is, you know, on 500 pics or Instagram, if it makes someone feel happy or makes them feel something, then th- the image has succeeded, right? No matter right. how the picture was made, whether someone replaced the sky or or took, you know, made a collage of 14 other people's pictures, right? What what difference does it make? I mean, other than you know, if they're passing it off as something like, well, I shot this, right? well no that's not that's not possible, right, but does it matter? you know that's that's the ultimate thing that i'm that I'd like to get to a little bit. Does it matter that photographers notice it or does it matter that that uh, people who just like to look at nice looking pictures i mean so so what so what does someone does this stuff? anybody got an answer <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh honestly, I don't think it does matter. Um, but like I I was saying all the time is, um, I mean, the guy's not going to, you you might not have to be, you might not be upfront and saying, yeah, this is a, this is a composite. This is not real. This is a fake. This is Uh an illustration essentially. Uh, but to be honest when asked, I think you should be able to, you should be honest enough and say, yeah, it's not, not really real.
0: Well, sure. I mean, but, you know, that photographer is not going to be able to go to the photographer's parties. Everybody's going to be snickering at him, saying, well, Right. We, but the thing is, he made them up. But he goes to the other for, parties, you know.
2: Yeah, but for Joe Schmo off the street, they don't really care if it's, unless they really care if it's a fake or not. Um, well,
0: yeah, yeah. If someone is looking for something that's, you know, yes, you took that picture in, you know, that part of Mexico and everything is there the sky and the ground and the buildings are actually there then that makes sense you
2: know right but then again that might that might be a little bit off putting for the general public because they might say oh he's a great photographer mm-hmm. no he's a good photoshopper
0: right but we don't use that you know go to a exactly. gallery and someone because says exactly well, because nobody because
2: nobody says hey you know what i designed this picture i did not i took parts of it but i did not take the whole i designed it i put the little pieces together general public won't have a clue um they won't um not necessarily care but i think it will give them a a, a wrong perception that he's a great photographer uh and you go out there and you try to you know capture northern lights and they say hey why didn't you do it in new york or in a skyline of another city or something well because they might say the person's a great artist i mean <clears throat> you know yeah but they see photos they don't see an artist they don't see a painting they don't you know they, they see photos right photos for a photographer so it's it's it does sort of lies to the to the general public who mm. essentially is your viewer you're not shooting your photos for other photographers mm. right you don't well really i don't hear, know I do, you, you, no, well you care about their opinion because mm. you might care about their opinion but essentially, when you're going out shooting, you're not thinking about other photographers and what they might think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. you're, you're sharing it with the world, with the general public. And unfortunately, or fortunately, there's a lot more regular people than there are photographers.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a good example of some part of this in some way. So I do a lot of. Shooting of sunrises out my my window in the morning, right mm-hmm. <clears throat> when it's when they look good, right? Uh, and I post them on local uh, Facebook pages for my neighborhood. I've got I border two neighborhoods, so I'm in two Facebook groups for the neighborhoods. So I post them in both. And I like doing that because I like showing my neighborhood. People don't get up that early to look at the skyline, you know. And and some people are so surprised, like this is you know Brooklyn. I'm like, yeah, you know. Brooklyn can look as good as Arizona, you know, in terms of sunrises or sunsets. And I shoot. This is what I was talking about. I, I put in the show notes. That I don't know if you saw yet. And I've just said before that a lot of my post processing is in my brain before I shoot, right? So I'm shooting sunrises, and I I shoot Fuji. I'm a Fuji guy, right? So <laughs> Brian, you're a Fuji guy. too. I am. Mac, you're a Fuji guy too, right? Or at least yeah. when we were shooting digital, yeah. Yeah. So for those people who don't know, Fuji cameras have these built-in film presets, right? So you can set your camera up on the Fuji camera, set a picture profile, essentially, however you want. You can choose different film stocks that they've got, simulated film stocks. You can change things like contrast and highlights. And there's just there's this endless amount of things that you can do. And so I tend to shoot my sunrises using the saturated setting called Velvia film, um, which is actually a very good simulation of Velvia film, which I used to shoot when in my stock days.
1: I really like their mac and cheese. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> yeah. Wait, that's what we used to call it, actually. <laughs> um, and because I'm shooting sunrises, and I'm trying to get rid of some of the haze and stuff like that, so I'm already doing some presets ahead of time when I'm shooting. So when I look at my pictures, they're already coming out slightly more saturated than reality, right? Because that's the film stock that i'm shooting and it's sunrises and to me sunrises are always i don't know there's just something that i like to say about it and so whereas like if you looked at my pictures and it compared them to brian's our our color palettes are like you know totally opposites in some ways brian's yours are more subtle um more earthy i think you know
1: yeah and, i like to i like colors but i like to desaturate them yeah. a little bit.
0: And, um, the, again, the only thing I'm shooting in terms of landscapes would be sunrises. And so, I, to me, sunrises are just majestic, beautiful. I just love. And, you know, the film is capturing some aspect of, like, what's already there. I mean, we've got some incredible sunrises. Like, Brian, when you were in town uh, for the Photo Expo, remember the oh, sunrise? Yeah. It was insane. It was absolutely amazing. And that, you know, (laughs) so I can imagine shooting that with, you know, some Velvia. Mm -hmm. I actually had to cut the, I had to knock the saturation down from that because it was just over the top. In fact, I didn't shoot Velvia. I shot uh, the standard film setting, which is slightly less saturated. Mm -hmm. But still, it was like insane. Uh, And so I'll put the, I'll put those pictures up in the, uh, you know, in the first thing in the morning. Like I take the shots and then I run over my coffee shop. I transfer the pictures To my phone and then I upload them to, you know, Facebook and I tell everybody, have a great day, you know, and it's just a thing that I do because I think it makes people feel great. You know, they're just and I get all these responses and it's really nice to see the responses. And yes, yeah, maybe it feeds a little bit of ego, you know, something like that. But it's just a nice thing to share with my neighbors. It's something that I got to see that they didn't get to see. But every now and then I'll get someone who says, great shots, you Photoshop them, you know, and I have to do my best (laughs) not to get into something with them. And because in some way I didn't Photoshop them and technically I didn't, but some way I did because I'm, you know, it's not the reality or what might be considered reality. You know, Um, it's my reality. And the thing is like, Brian, just like when you're showing your pictures or you're creating your imagery, it's through the filter of you. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's like how you want to show the world something. Uh, And, the way I want to show the world something is the way I'm doing it. And when someone says something like that to me, it's just like something, something gets to me right now. Maybe I'm being too defensive or something like that. And the part of me was like, well, if you go, and, you know, you know, <laughs> what do you see when you look out there? What's your screen like? You know, uh, there's a million things I want to go. And I just don't you know. Right. But, um, I get, I get that same kind of feeling that, uh, I don't know where I'm going with this actually,
2: <laughs> <laughs> you guys can help me. Yeah. Well, I think it's it's it's
1: very similar to, I remember getting the comment all the time. Not so much recently, I think, but I used to get the comment all the time. Oh, wow, this is an amazing photo. Your camera's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's kind of, in some way, it's kind of the same thing. Like, uh, I don't know.
0: Well, I get that, and they said, what kind of camera, like, your picture's great. What kind of? camera is it and i used to get snarky right <laughs> and then and then usually happy dave gave me a different path to go on <laughs> and,
1: and <laughs> i decided got to such go, a good heart
0: i decided to go on the other path and actually I, I i quite enjoy that better i actually tell them the camera that i use and whatever settings i can possibly think about because why not you know yeah mm-hmm. it
2: confuses them even more and they right. just leave you alone.
0: Right. <laughs> so like, oh, that's why he's a professional, because I don't understand that's what he's right, talking because about. I, this is
2: what I use.
0: What? Yeah. But, you know, I mean, when I used to shoot Velvia film, I mean, Velvia film was a very highly saturated film. It actually had a slight bias towards yellow for some reason. So things like in Sunset, like when you shot in the Golden Hour with that film, the colors were not necessarily the most natural colors in the world, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but it appealed to a lot of people,
2: you know. Uh, yeah, but you know, honestly, I don't. Um, I don't have a problem with colors and changing colors because black and white. The world is not in black and white, and we have film that shoots in black and white. That's all it it it, it can record. We do that with our cameras. We, you know, record a digital photo, which is usually recorded in 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 color, and we turn it black and white. Mm-hmm. um so i don't think that is cons- I, w- I wouldn't consider that as as editing i would i would <clears throat> in my case yeah. i i think the adding and removing parts of an image that's where photoshopping is 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 uh, involved were you talking about um, actual
0: things like objects and what what difference would it be to add colors you know why is it why is one different than the other you know what i mean I mean, where do we draw the line? That's, I guess, what I'm trying to say. Is like, yeah, where is no, the line it's, drawn? It's, and we all seem different. to draw the line differently. I mean, I think mm-hmm. each yeah, one of us is different. It's, yeah.
2: it's a personal preference, right? I draw a line where adding and removing stuff is, is not okay to me and calling it a photograph. Um, but changing colors or uh, adjusting colors is okay. Hmm. Right? Um, everybody will have a different. Uh, standard or a different level where they so when they start yelling no 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 stop enough of this <clears throat> and i draw my line somewhere you know low pretty low essentially
1: i think yeah, <laughs> yeah i think i think well I, I think my threshold for where i would draw the line is probably way 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 beyond where probably either of you guys would i mean i I always wanted to be a painter like I always wanted to be a traditional artist but I Mm -hmm. didn't have the skill set nor the time to develop you know that for myself so I almost look at photography as my way to kind of bridge the gap a little bit Mm -hmm. Um, and so even even I mean a a standard shot for me is I I don't think I mean every now and then I'll, I'll you know do something like an edited JPEG in Lightroom Mobile or something like that but for the most part my process um always involves photoshop i mean to the point where i do you know varying degrees of the orton effect luminosity masking Mm -hmm. like i i really like to put my signature stamp and and that's primarily it's not because i think it's always hard for me to really define where that comes from but it's more just an enjoyment of the process Mm -hmm. um to me, the 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 actual snapping and the shooting and the filters and the planning, like that's all, that's like 50% of the process. Uh-huh. I, I really do enjoy the other 50%. So I never really cared much for labels or genres or any, even when it comes to music, like I hate um, hate defining everything by genre. I mean, I know it's a necessary evil obviously, but right, right, right. I hate labels for anything so If you want to call me a digital artist, call me a digital – I don't care. Call me a photographer. Call me whatever you want to call me. I really don't care because I'm just over here, like, doing what I really enjoy to do. And um, going back to, like, the viewer, you know, what you were talking about is who who are we creating this for? Like, I'm creating this stuff for me. Like, I don't – I really – I don't care who sees it, and right? Thinks if someone's it's looking awesome. over
0: their shoulders and they give you a pat on the back, you're like, "Hey, that's great." And if someone, yeah, cool, doesn't but... want to look at it, then it's no skin off your apple. Kind of exactly, thing, right? yeah. exactly.
1: Yeah. So I think I think a lot of that where where I would draw the line is probably a lot different because you know I'm I'm just doing my thing and I'm enjoying the process and and trying to discover new things along the way. You know, as a as a designer, like I'm, my nose is stuck in Photoshop. You know, like forty at least forty hours a week. Wow. from my normal job Uh so you know I I'm all the time discovering like just different things to do and as a like in graphics that will I can play around with in photography and I'll find something in photography that I can kind of bounce back over into the graphic world so I think all the time I'm just trying to learn and evolve and and mm. do something unique and different and i want i want all of my you know i go out shooting with friends a lot so yeah, yeah. A, a lot another part of that is just wanting my images to stand apart from someone who was standing right next to me you know i want to have my my signature look colors contrast whatever you want to call it that i dial into it so mm. um so yeah i mean it's in the same way like i wouldn't I know, I know a ton of photographers that, you know, anything that other than a straight out of camera JPEG is just blasphemy and, (laughs) and people that I've had people seriously just call me out hard. I mean, really? yeah. Oh yeah. Like call me out hard for, well, it's, it's not even, you're not a photographer like this and, and I mean, that's fine if that's your prerogative, but like a
0: little painful to hear sometimes
1: though, I would think, you know, knowing that, yeah, I mean, I I know it
0: rolls off your back in some way, but like. And you're not doing the picture for them, right? But this idea that you're you're putting yourself out there and you're expressing yourself, which is what we're doing with our photography, mm-hmm. and and someone is only looking at it as some, like it's not a document, right? And then they're calling you on that. This is you're not documenting right. reality, and therefore you're not the person you say you are, mm-hmm. and and you know essentially calling you a fraud, and and then they go off onto their high horse and travel right. someplace right. else, and and you know i i would think you know yes it it we work hard not to let that kind of stuff sting and but it's a shame that people uh like to look at the world that way and 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 judge other people that way i mean it's it's um can you just look at it for what it is you don't have to like the work right mm-hmm. you know um you can you know Appreciate maybe the amount of work that it took to to make that image, you know or something like that but but to just dismiss it because it is not filling it's not doing something that you as a as a viewer is expecting it to do and you, you have some sort of standard. it just seems like damn that's a disappointment and that's a missed opportunity you know
1: I think it's frustrating because as me who you know taking into account everything I just said, like I like putting my signature. Whatever that takes, I like putting my signature on my work. Mm -hmm. I don't think the inverse. So, like, when somebody tells me that what I do isn't actually—I'm not going to chastise someone for not post-processing their images. Mm -hmm. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? If that's their prerogative, if that's their art. You
0: you should (laughs) have— should have dodged that you this is a that. great
1: this is a great shot but man it would have been a hell of a lot better if you photoshopped it like i'm right. never gonna say that <laughs> like that's that's maybe we know. should try it's that replacing.
0: let's 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 get these trolls and <laughs> 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 you should have put a moon in there <laughs> here i've got one <laughs> yeah i'll sell <laughs> this to
1: you for 15 dollars. <laughs> you can have this moon
0: yeah oh my gosh yeah oh uh, um you guys know from our offline group, uh, from our uh, online, th- that I'm deep diving into a photographer named W. Eugene Smith, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm starting this book, and uh, he's a documentary photographer, artist, um, more in the photojournalism stuff. I, I, I'm in love with his work. It, his name just popped up because there's a movie being made with Johnny Depp, and we won't get into that, but it just... I'm actually kind of excited that someone's making a movie about a photographer, but anyway, his name popped up again. i I dug up this book that I happened to my my shelf and I've been reading it and there's been a there was a couple of quotes that he said that I think fit what we're talking about. so if I'm just gonna read the um, i'm gonna read well, let me see if I read two this one says he said, uh, this is the way I see it. this is the way I feel it, and I think this is perfectly legitimate in that photography has very little of reality in it and then only on the lower level of simple recognition beyond that in transmission of the inner feeling I feel that everything that is honest to the situation is honest to the photograph then the other quote I'll just go into this other one he said those who believe that photographic reportage is selective and objective but cannot interpret the photographed subject matter show a complete lack of understanding of the problems of the proper workings of this profession. The journalist photographer can have no other than a personal approach, and it is impossible for him to be completely objective. Honest, yes. Objective, no. And he's talking about, you know, um, again, he's more of a journalistic photographer, but he was always trying to become more of an artist with with his journalistic photography. And he would go so far as to manipulate the prints, you know, just like any photographer does, dodge and burn, to show certain parts of the picture and to hide other parts of it. And it's kind of what we're talking about in some way. I mean, we're talking about adding and subtracting things. Uh, He's working in a dark room, so he's, you know, darkening and lightening things. But the gist that I get from this is that, you know, the picture is not this, a photograph is not this, you know, necessarily this objective thing unless you're looking at a cctv of something right we're all kind of trying to put our own stamp on it and so i like what he said that a photograph can be honest um but not necessarily objective you know what we're what we're creating um how does that hit any of you guys what am i off the wall here or am i kind Mm, of
2: no because you're absolutely right i mean every every one of us has some kind of a vision if it's if it includes in- replacing disguise, that's fine. That's that's your prerogative. Um, are you gonna gain a, a follower from me? Probably not. Um, but essentially, we are here to create whatever whatever our vision tells us to do, whatever we want to do. Uh, I think that the, the biggest thing is 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 being honest about it. That's the only that's the only thing about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I mean, Brian, you've done really good composites in your time, even lately with the moon, right? Yes. So,
0: was that the moon you bought for fifteen dollars? <laughs> 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 no, sorry.
1: no, no. That that was. I mean, I had a, you know, I just had this. It, it basically, it all stemmed from you know, I'm I'm stuck to my front yard because it was. So freaking cold. Oh, you're talking about the eclipse? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the lunar eclipse. I just couldn't go any further than my friend. I could only stay out in it for like 10 minutes at a time. And the moon was so high in the sky and we have no real topography here to do a cool composition, you know, against something. Um, So I just kind of kept popping in and out. And I just just kept noticing because obviously as you lose light and you lose light uh, as – as the sun stops reflecting off the moon, um, stars start to pop up. You know, so you, I see, you know, one, two, eight, twelve stars in my frame, and I'm just like, wow, you know, how how cool would this be up against just a sea of stars? Uh-huh. So immediately, you know, I turn to social media is about to be flooded by a billion photos of this super duper howling wolf sport blood moon. Uh, and so I just thought, I'm gonna bring out another camera, I'm gonna grab a shot of the stars. This, and honestly, the the shot of, cause I, I, I composed the, the moon was dead center of the star shot as well, exactly where it was, you know, just 792 millimeters further in. Um, on the on the moonshot, but the the star or the the star shot was actually cool in its own right, just because it had this tiny little red dot in the center that was you know kind of cool. And I I wish that I would have posted all of the shots together. Um, that's my one regret in retrospect. But mm-hmm. I made sure to call out that it was. But I just had to, I don't know I just had this artistic vision. Just in in the in shooting, I saw something and I thought this. I don't know. Just wanted to do this, just to give my shot a little bit of a different look than everybody else's shot that you were about to see. So it just came down to you know a division artistic thing. I wasn't trying to peddle it off as as real or anything else. But um, you know, I know I know there were definitely that probably takes away from it from some people. It's you know looking at how the sausage I, is made or whatever. But no, I don't. Think I think so. the average viewer nobody cares. But there's definitely a few people where it's like all they they don't really see the nuance i guess that you know both shots are very real all apart from a a tiny bit of masking but uh some people look at all this as a composite and just the the thought all that this is fake you know
0: i mean that's that's like the uh, equivalent of pixel peeping right it's the same way it's like you're looking at something and you're realizing that could not have happened and you're just not giving in to enjoying the the image and i mean i can't can you know through just talking to people now convince people well you should just look at an image and see whether or not it triggers something in you and if you can only look at it as something that you have to disassemble in your head and trying to figure out what pieces came from where and what parts, you know, then, you know, it's, I don't think that's the greatest way to look at art because, you know, you can go across, you know, look at paintings, you know, what was going on in that, you know, that person didn't look like that. I mean, you know, Mac, I'm going to bring up Picasso. Sorry. But, you know, some people said, well, you know, when he started producing his work where, you know, two eyes were on the same side of the, you know, head, people are saying, Well, that's not realism, right? And it's pretty obvious right, that it's not realism. but you're you're not you're not getting the point of the image. Right? It's not about being realistic. I mean, even think of all the uh um impressionists, right? Creating images from little dots and stuff like that. And they've actually got something closer to us, I think. <laughs> Making dots, you know, and pixels. Um but you know, giving in to this idea that everything has to be real and, and produced as if it came straight out of the camera. The world would be a pretty freaking boring place, uh, visually, in my opinion. And Brian, I love looking at your pictures because when I look at your images, which w- however they're made, more often than not, I'm transported to the place that you're at and I'm transported to someplace else in my mind. And that's only that that's what counts for me. And even if you posted the like pieces, like this is came from this, this, and this, and this, it it wouldn't matter to me because I also like behind the scenes things. You know, I love right. seeing how a movie is made, mm-hmm. and seeing how a movie is made, and seeing the behind the scenes when the actors are are you know making uh, gaffs and and laughing and stuff like that. Does n- it never takes away from the from the imagination that the movie you know gives me, right? those two things can live next to each other i have no problem with it whatsoever and so like that is kind of what uh, you know i want to sort of wrap this up into a circle here that you know once you start looking at imagery as something that has to only be realistic you're really missing out on the art and excitement of what we call his photography and mac this is not to i'm not railing you no, no, this. no, this no, that, a,
2: no. that's fine because, I mean, I have my opinion. I, right, we, I all have our, I like, we all have right? our thresholds to what, yeah, what, and, what we and like we, and what we don't like. Exactly, and the thing is my, my thresholds, my opinion, don't have to necessarily reflect anybody else's, right. and exactly. my views are not, I'm not pushing them on anybody else. And this I'm, is, I'm as guilty as that. I mean, I think I
0: posted up in our, in our board, like there was a shot of a little, of a, of a kid looking out of, through a fence and there was a little kitten next to him. And I right. I posted the the enlargement because I could see that it was a bad photoshop job yeah. and mm-hmm. it had something like 3000 views on or likes on Instagram and I'm like to me I'm looking at it, it's totally fake but obviously it triggered you know 3000 people to say that's a beautiful scene and you know all I could do was see the flaws in the photoshop right so I mean I have my my place you know on that scale too so
1: I think what it all comes down to for me and kind of echoing back to what my, my takeaway from, from Max' initial podcast was I think there is a lot of the, especially in, in what I see in like the Instagram culture and the Instagram photographers that are coming up now, like it's there's a lot of this compositing stuff and I think it stems from just... a a laziness that Uh I and I don't like that you know what I mean so Mm -hmm. so even even when I'm teaching when I'm talking about this sort of thing like I'm gonna make if I post a composite I'm gonna make it completely obvious and and calling it out that it is a a, a replacement I'm also Mm -hmm. not going to it's not going to become you know I think out of uh, the moon shot and I think there was a shot of of my Utah trip uh, within, at least within the past three months that I did a, a sky swap on just because I was there uh, is my first time in Utah. I was only there for three days and I got to see the sun for two minutes the entire time I was there. Um, (laughs) so I had a couple, couple cool shots that again, it started out as something I was like just playing around with for me and then ended up, man, this is kind of cool. So I'll, I'll, I'll throw it up on, on Instagram. But anyway, um, I think I think what it comes down to is I don't, I I just I think you need to learn. You obviously you need to learn how to shoot, and if if compositing is something you want to learn how to do, I have no problem with that. But I it when it I think when it be, starts to become the only thing you do, and and real quick rabbit trail, you know there was a time when I was really getting into shooting portraits and stuff where. I was bringing lights all the time, lighting, three lights, four lights, you know. Uh-huh. And and it hit a point where I it was like I forgot to shoot portraits in natural light and I was missing moments because I was spending all this time setting up lights and dialing in the exact gel or you know this or yeah, the power yeah. on this yeah. and I was just missing out on moments and I finally hit a wall and I was just like this is stupid. <laughs> it became a crutch, uh-huh. you know, so uh-huh. I think echoing back to what Mac was saying, if it becomes a crutch, if it becomes that you can't you or it, whether it's you don't want to take the time to like to go out and wait and get that perfect shot like when you start that would probably be my line where if you're just lazy because you don't want to get up in the morning and go shoot something um that's yeah because i can i can stupid.
2: because i can replace the sky later right right right, right? because and that that goes with everything and that's what i mean by lazy photographers that i don't want to work for the image i don't want to get up in the morning I just want to shoot whatever and then fix it. Fix it later, right?
0: Yeah, and and I would add to that, using photography as a method to become popular. So like mm-hmm. right. when I see these things on Instagram that are like you know, uh, shots you know looking up through the buildings and a plane is right between it or whatever whatever these like typical shots are whether they're photoshopped or not. You know, I think of photography being the method that people are using so they become popular, and photography really doesn't have anything to do with it. It really is a popularity game. Yep. And I mean, that's another show on, on its own. I mean, I know we don't want to talk too much about social media all the time, but it it's here in our in our lives, and people are using it for all sorts of things. You know, climbing to the tops of mountains and taking pictures of you know, or hanging off of buildings because they want to be seen. Um, and it's not the picture; it's the you know the picture is not the end um, you know the end product it's what it does for them yep and I mean that's again that's a whole nother thing like some people are in it to photography for the art and expression and some people are in it for something else and you know I'm not really trying to make a judgment call on that it's not what I like to do or really respect too much but you know that's where we are now This is the world that we live in so yeah so in the end you know do what you want <laughs> be yeah. honest be as honest as you can with it, with yourself too. You know, yeah. maybe you are trying to become popular, and there's nothing wrong with that. Then just say, you know, <laughs> I want to become popular. Here's a picture that I composited, you know, or something. I don't
1: know. I, I think the biggest, my biggest takeaway from Max episode was y- there's nothing like getting everything to line up, the shot that you planned mm-hmm. and, and getting to shoot it and getting to experience yes, the light yes. that you wanted, you know what I mean? And, and that's just something that you don't get when you're, you're, whether you're just sky replacing all the time or whatever, you you miss out on that experience. Right, and I right. think uh, if I've learned anything over the past couple of years is that, it, you know, the experience is every is almost everything, you know?
0: Right. It would feel so icky to like, you know, Go home and say, "Well, I didn't get that shot. but I'm going to go s- borrow someone else's sky." You know, and it's like, how could you live with yourself? Yeah, it's, it's just like, yeah. it's just like, ew. You yeah, know, it's like, you know, you go around saying, "Well, I got this great shot," but then you know, I talk to someone
1: else's sky. <laughs> it
0: just doesn't. I don't know. Just doesn't feel right. So, but yeah, you're right. I think that, you know, going to the place, seeing the, you know, the smelling the air, the the whole experience of the shot, uh, making the shot. Uh, you would probably have a lot more experience than that, than I do, Brian, because I haven't traveled that much lately. But yeah, that that's part of the whole process. And uh, you know, we I mean, knew You know, I was wondering, like, if you go someplace, like, I, I was thinking, like, I go to the to the uh, VLA, the Very Large Array in New Mexico, um, the the giant satellite dishes, right? Go there, and I shoot, right? And I have a lousy sky. What would stop me from like saying, okay, well, tomorrow morning, I'll come set my tripod up in the exact same place and then take the sky in the exact same location and then piece those two pictures together. And then, then I'm using my own elements. It's still my own experience, right? Mm-hmm. I can say, I piece these two pictures together, but, you know, the the nighttime shot of these, you know, dishes and the daytime shot of the sky really worked or something like that. That, that would be also a great experience. So, I don't know. Just something that popped in my head. It was kind of yeah. weird. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, we've been talking for an hour. I want to keep you guys much longer it's a it's a school night but
2: uh <laughs> yeah, it is a school night well mac you're true. two hours
0: behind so it's to you you've got the whole evening <laughs> yeah brian, I'm, I'm
2: just starting my evening
0: <laughs> yeah brian and i we got a we got we got school tomorrow <laughs> anyway i want to um this conversation could probably be continued uh, at some point in the future and i'll probably have you guys back and if something else comes up, we'll 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 continue along those lines. But uh, I'm really glad you guys were able to join me tonight. Uh, and I
2: really thank you that uh, that you let me in to talk about <laughs> first of all my show and my bumbling of, 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 of this of this subject. You didn't bumble
0: at all. You got me. You got me thinking. And yeah, I, I think, think anytime
1: anytime when yeah. you can get the the creative juices flowing for different or not not creative juices, but just the when you get people to think. I think one of the things I like about that format of you just talking, it's like this stream of consciousness. Like you, you hit a point where you're just, you know, it's coming out for better, for worse, but it gets people thinking. And and I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's the idea is you stimulate the, you know, the people who are listening to you. And so, I was very, you know, stimulated in some sense. To, to <laughs> that doesn't <laughs> sound right. Well, not at eleven o'clock at night. <laughs> no,
2: it doesn't. What not is after, on your mind? Not after the that I, I just had. Oh, well, no, I don't no, look. The, at, I don't think of you that way, Mac. I
0: like you a lot. <laughs>
2: This well, is, this, this show just went sideways. This is starting
0: to turn into shutter time type of show. Yes, it does. <laughs> is, not recording This is street time. shots. This That's is a right. different <laughs> kind of show. No, no. But um, Mac, thanks for thanks for letting uh, for coming on and letting us uh, talk about this like a little further. You know, I, I really appreciate that. Uh, and,
2: and I thank you for for your all your kind words. Uh, I really appreciate those.
1: Yeah,
0: and Brian. Uh, I still need to have you on the show, just on your own. Not that I didn't want you and Mac, but but uh, stuff I want to talk to you about, about yourself. But uh, can I can I get a uh, get you in the future again?
1: Yeah, Point. anytime, yeah. anytime.
0: Awesome. Very good. So hey, Mac, why don't you tell uh, everybody who hasn't heard who you are, where they can find you on the uh, on the,
2: um, the internet? Yeah, uh, s- Mac dot com uh twitter at well all the links are on at shot of time with on that domain and you can find everything there all the links that you want to link to. awesome stuff
0: and brian since you're the first time on the show we need to find out where you are in the world
1: Uh, I'm everywhere at usually happy Dave. You can send all your complaints (laughs) directly there.
0: And he's listening to this. He's he's pulling his hair out of his head. If he had any hair.
1: Oh, no, I am. He's just shaving (laughs) it closer. That's what he does. Shaving it closer. Uh, I'm at Brian Menear. B-R-Y-A-N-M-I-N-E-A-R. Everywhere.
0: Awesome. And, and, uh, yeah. Go look at Brian's pictures. They really... They're all fake. They're all fake. There's just
2: nothing. Yeah, they're all fake.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, all my sunrises are fake and all Max, all his film is fake. Nothing's nothing's real. This is all the the Matrix.
1: Yep. There you go.
0: (laughs) Anyway, you guys, thanks for thanks for coming and uh, keeping me company tonight. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah. Appreciate you having me. Thank you.
0: So I want to thank Mac and Brian again for uh, spending their uh, Monday evening with me on, on Street Shots. I really appreciate you guys hanging out with me. And this discussion will continue at some point uh, with these two guys or other people. We're going to, you know, it's this is an ongoing thing about photography. And, again, we're not out to bash anything. It's really just to, like, let's talk about this. Let's explore everything because photography is an art. And we're all using it to express ourselves. And, you know what, as long as we're all having a good time, you know what, so what? <laughs> anyway... Uh, thanks for joining. Um, you guys can find where were we? Oh, well. So, so yes, yeah, Switch to Manual. I still haven't decided what to do with Switch to Manual yet, but it does look like I'm probably gonna put the website on the back burner for a little while. I've got other priorities right now, so I might incorporate it into my regular site. So, but anyway, you know, you can still check out uh, Switch to Manual and see what's going on. But if you want to get in touch with me, you know, find me on Twitter at amrosario. I'm also at Switch to Manual. I'm still tweeting through swish to manual and the same names on instagram at am Rosario, and at swish the number two manual swish to manual and uh hey you know we're i'm working on stuff you know the summer's coming <laughs> i'm already jumping into summer but uh things will get a little clearer as time goes on and things will get a little bit more honed as time goes on but the the show continues to go on twice a month i'll have another show for the end of february and uh you know I'll probably look to get some more guests on that show if I can squeeze somebody in, in the next couple of weeks and uh if anybody wants to join the show please give me a ring <laughs> anyway really appreciate you guys joining me and look you know tell your friends about the show and uh spread the word because I like to have more people listening and until then I will see you later and adios